Hello and welcome to the Graced Podcast, where we infuse everyday magic into your everyday life. Today's episode, we have Lynn Chen from Pink Moon, a beauty and skincare brand inspired by this founder's self-care journey. After a series of toxic relationships, Lynn went into her own journey of healing, and that's where Pink Moon was born. Lynn and I have collaborated over the past year, and most recently, I invited her to be on the astrology wellness panel that I hosted at Shopify New York to celebrate the astrology new year. You can listen to episode three on this podcast or watch the full panel on the Mystic Mondays YouTube. Also, I've tried the Pink Moon products and they are divine, especially the astrology skincare line that is matched with each zodiac sign. If you want to check out the YouTube video where I unbox and try the Pink Moon products, check it out on the Grace Duong YouTube channel. Video coming soon and links in the show notes. You can get 10% off your purchase by using code GRACED10, G-R-A-C-E-D-10, at checkout. Also, to celebrate Asian American Pacific Islander Month, Pink Moon has partnered up with other AAPI brands to give away free gifts with any orders over $35. So use code GRACED10 to get an additional 10% off and snag some free gifts to support other AAPI brands. If you listen all the way to the end of this episode, I'm revealing a giveaway where you can win a Pink Moon product. You'll get a chance to win your choice out of the Astrology skincare line, which includes clean beauty cleansers, toners, and moisturizers. Now let's dive into this episode. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Hi, Grace. Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. We happen to be recording on a Monday, which is obviously significant for Mystic Mondays. But how are you doing? And thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm good. I had caught up on a lot of sleep over the weekend, so I always feel refreshed for the new week. How about you? Yes. I'm doing good too. You know, I have also been resting. The last time we saw each other was at the Shopify event that Mystic Mondays had thrown together. And Pink Moon, you were on the panel, as well as one of the vendors for the wellness market. So thank you so much for being a part of it. Yeah, thank you. That was such a fun event. It was so fun. And I love seeing new diverse faces in the wellness space. And I think it's so important that you're representing yourself, your story and your brand. And I'd love to hear more about your brand and how it started. Yeah. So Pink Moon launched in the middle of pandemic, June of 2020. And I have been working in the beauty space for pretty much my whole career. So now it's been about 10 years. And I've just always wanted to start my own brand. I had, so I had a list of things I wanted to accomplish before turning 30 when I was getting out of a toxic relationship. And one of them was to launch a company. And so it was always in the back of my mind to start a company one day. And also because my dad was really entrepreneurial and he's had several companies of his own as well. So I feel like I definitely got my entrepreneurial spirit partially from him and just from being someone that just like wants to create and build a company that's meaningful and really impacts people's lives. And so 
part of my inspiration of launching Pink Moon was I was in a series of toxic relationships. And during these times, I never took time for myself, didn't know how to love myself, didn't know how to enjoy my own solitude. And thus, all these relationships were pretty codependent. And after the last breakup, I made a promise to myself that I would just spend the next year or year and a half, however long it took to learn how to love myself, learn how to take care of myself, and really take care of my mental, emotional, and physical health. And so during this time, as I mentioned, made that list of things I wanted to accomplish before turning 30, which included things like, in addition to launching a company, also included traveling solo. And I wrote down a list of specific countries I wanted to go to by myself. And there was just things as simple as dining alone at a restaurant or sitting at a bar by myself and feeling comfortable not having to look at my phone and scroll through my phone throughout the time I'm by myself. And so I started doing a lot of these things when it came to starting a company. I was like, okay, this looks like a good time to launch a company. And also during this time of the healing, I was diving back into various holistic practices that I grew up with, like Chinese medicine. So I was doing a lot of acupuncture because I had like severe insomnia. I was like deep in depression. It was like my lowest point. So I was doing a lot of acupuncture to help with sleep, also dealing with like really bad period cramps and headaches, and then taking a lot of Chinese herbs. And then I was also talking to various astrologers and diving deeper into astrology as well. And so I tried Reiki for the first time. So combining these various holistic modalities I think were just so powerful to my healing and helped me bring me back to a place of empowerment and joy and, and really helped me learn to truly and deeply unapologetically love myself so that's when the first reiteration of Pink Moon was born in mid 2017. So it started out as a consultancy where I was working with various indie female-led beauty brands, helping them with growth and expansion and social media and marketing and so on. I love that. That's amazing. And I love that this all started from healing your own pain mm -hmm. of being in the toxic relationships. So I'm wondering what that year looked like for you, year and a half of certain rituals that you tried or certain Chinese herbs that you were attracted to, what were you finding for yourself during that time? I literally tried everything. Like I was also going through intense therapy, talk therapy, spent a lot of time in my bathtub. I would take just bath, turn off all the lights, light a few candles, turn off my phone and lay in the bathtub and cry or like dream or whatever I felt like I needed to do. And I'd sometimes have a glass of wine or some hot tea and just meditate. And then I was spending a lot of time like walking around the city by myself. Like I would walk one day, I walked all the way from, I think it was East Village, like East 7th Street, all the way back to my apartment, which was on West 83rd Street. And I was like, at, when I got to my apartment, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I walked literally the entire city, like from South to North, doing things that just I would never have done if I were in these relationships. Yeah, those. And then what else did I do? Um, some of the herbs I was taking, I can't really remember the herbs I was taking, but I remember my acupuncturist gave me this essential oil blend to help me a lot with like breathing because I had a lot of congestion during this time as well. And it was like this blend of, I'm sure it had like peppermint or spearmint and some other herbs. And I would just like dab it onto a tissue. And whenever I felt like an anxiety attack coming on or it was hard to breathe, Breathe, I would just put the tissue to my nose and just keep really deep breaths. So I did a lot of breath work during this time as well. And from all of that, how did you decide to approach Pink Moon? 
Yeah. So from the consultancy, I had been doing the consultancy for a couple years and then I've just always wanted to start my own beauty brand. And this was actually a couple of years before I launched Pink Moon. I had friends telling me like, Lynn, you know so much about skincare ingredients and, and formulas and product development. You should really start your own skincare brand. And at that time, I had an idea, I had a potential business partner, and we're looking into how much it costs to launch a beauty brand, a skincare brand. And we're like, okay, it's been like a million dollars if you want to launch it with a lot of good press and branding, really strong brand identity, like good quality formulas. And I was in my like early 20s at that time. So I was like, okay, this is definitely not doable for me. I don't have 500k laying around. And so it was always put in the back of my mind. And so from the consultancy to the brand, I was just working really closely with these founders, learning so much about product development and how to launch a brand. I even worked with a couple entrepreneurs that came to me with a concept and then I helped them bring their idea to market. So just having all this knowledge and experience helping these brands launch and these brands grow, I felt like, okay, I think this is time to launch my own thing. So my initial idea was to have this e-commerce platform where I would have the Pink Moon brand and these female-led brands that I had been consulting for for a couple of years. So it'd be like this ecosystem of female-founded brands. That was the initial concept of Pink Moon. And from there, how did it grow into its own life? Yeah, so I had launched the platform with our Rose Quartz Gua Sha Facial Tool. So that was the very first product that we launched. I actually launched that a couple months before the e-commerce. So I did a holiday pop-up in Union Square. And at that time, I was like... It was like a the marketplace where I was having these various female-led brands. And then I was like, it'd be fun to launch like something under the Pink Green brand that's like this fun... Thing to gift and that's also a skincare and self-care self-love tool so I launched the rose quartz washa facial tool sold out of it at that event and a lot of people were coming back and saying I don't know how to use this tool or I don't know what kind of product to use with it and so I launched the over the moon washa facial oil so the line really grew from there so like people were buying the facial oil they're like well I really love this oil it's really high quality I love the scent can you create something for body so created the Midnight Melody Body and Hair Oil, and it just really grew from there. People were like, I love this product. Can you create more products? Like even like a perfume oil would be nice. So launched the perfume oils, and it just went from there. Yeah, I remember trying some of your products and uh, loved the versatility of the oil that you have, that mm -hmm. you can use it as perfume, or you can use it in your hair. And I feel like self-care can be in multitudes. Mm -hmm. It can look in any sort of different way that you choose to. But something I really love that you launched was the astrology skincare line that you have with Once in a Pink Moon. Mm -hmm. Would you tell us more about that? Yeah. So the idea of Once in a Pink Moon actually came around now it's been four years. So this was when I was like starting to plant when I was doing my consultancy, starting to plant out the pink moon like platform and brand. And I made a list of products I wanted to launch under the pink moon brand. So of course that included the Guasha tool. And then I wrote at the bottom astrology skincare line for tweens and teens. And so the initial concept started out for an idea, a skincare line for tweens and teens, knowing that tweens and teens are obsessed with astrology and also the skincare market for tweens and teens, particularly natural clean products that are efficacious is also lacking. And so this was the idea on a piece of paper for a little bit. And it wasn't until late 2021 when I started to think about, okay, how else do I want to grow Pink Moon? And what other modalities are we not 
incorporating here because we already had the Chinese medicine, we had the Reiki, had the crystal healing aromatherapy. I was like, wait, there's no astrology. And so I went back to that astrology concept and thought, okay, instead of making it for just tweens and teens, I'm going to open it up to like really be an age-inclusive line that's fun to use, it's colorful, and and then I also partnered with an API astrologer to help me co-develop the line to ensure that it is authentic to spirituality and astrology, and just really making a line, a skincare line that's fun to use, brings joy to your daily rituals, because skincare is not fun for a lot of women, because a lot of the messaging is around anti-aging and just so much shaming, and I thought, okay, well, skincare brings me so much joy. So does astrology and combine these two aspects of my life that just brings me so much comfort and joy. And so here's once in a pink moon. Awesome. So how did you and the astrologer come up with the certain ingredients? Like, how did you collaborate on this product together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I told her that I wanted to revolve the line around the four astrological elements, earth, fire, water, and air. And she would do some research on ingredients, like which ingredients that are good for that specific purpose of the element. So all four element collections are very different from each other. They have their own purpose and ritual. So the earth element is strengthening and nurturing. It's focused on just strengthening the skin. And it's good for those with really sensitive skin, redness, inflammation. Then we have the water element, which is hydrating, of course. Air is brightening. And then fire is energizing. So she's selecting ingredients based on those element collections, like what they do for the skin and what signs in that element tend to be drawn to. Nice. And do you find that other people who are not of the element would it benefit them to try something that is different? So Mm -hmm. for example, I have a fire sign. Would it benefit me to go to a water sign or something like that? Use the water sign. Yeah, we actually have quite a few fire signs using the water element collection because they feel like they need more water in their life because they're so like too much energy or I guess they want more hydration in their life. So they go for the water element. Yeah, it definitely depends on what else is in your chart because I am an airy sun, but also a Pisces moon. So I feel like the water element also feeds my moon. Mm-hmm. But let's like, what are your, what's your big three? Yeah. So double Virgo, Virgo sun, Virgo rising and Sagittarius moon. How do you feel like that relates to you and how you've approached building your business? I've been told that I'm a Virgo to a T. <laughs> so I, and I feel like, and I've been told pretty often that Virgos tend to be really good entrepreneurs and like good creators because, you know, highly detailed, organized, and just like always like thinking of the next thing. And then the Sag moon helps me be like energized and always curious, intellectually curious, wanting to do a lot of research and have a lot of fire, like passion for what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely double Virgo with the detail oriented and how you are approaching all this because there's a lot of skews within Once in the Pink Moon and there's a lot to look at and handle. So kudos to you, double Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about your Sagittarius moon because you mentioned traveling by yourself for the first time earlier in the interview. And I find that traveling is such a eye-opening experience. Mm -hmm. Where did you go when you traveled alone? And what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, so I went to Norway as the first country that I traveled solo. And I picked Norway because I just, like, when I was doing a lot of research, because I was, like, really, like, actually really deeply scared to travel alone. So 
I looked up a list of countries that are safe for women to travel solo. Norway was like number one. And I did so much research. Like I'm part of several travel Facebook groups for for women and Norway came out to be like one of the most popular destinations for women traveling solo. And I, so I booked my trip like almost seven, seven to eight months before I went. And I didn't tell my mom till like two months before. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, she's going to make me cancel it. Cause like my mom's always been a warrior. And even though she travels solo, like pretty often herself and has done. So when she was younger, she's just always been like really, like anxious about me doing things by myself. So, but yeah, I was like so scared. I almost canceled my trip, but I had lined everything up. I wrote down my itinerary in my phone, in my email and in my, like on a piece of paper, just so I could have everything. And I I also told myself, okay, I'm going to have this trip just to myself. I'm not going to make any friends. I'm not going to talk to anyone. I just want like complete solitude. And I did spend the first night so I flew into Oslo stayed a night with a friend of a friend and of course we hung out and then after that trip I just went I did couch surfing and I stayed at a hostel which are two things I would never have done also and so it was definitely like a really I guess I would call it a very adventurous trip because I did so many things that I never have done like the couch surfing was definitely something that I was like I've heard a lot of horror stories about this I stayed with this guy that I read through like literally every single he had like hundreds of reviews on his on his profile and I read through every single one of them so a short interruption to this travel story to remind you that this upcoming Monday I'll be hosting a masterclass on how to create and market your own deck The last time I taught this class was about a year ago, so there's no telling if I'm going to teach this class again. I've made four decks now, self-published with a Kickstarter and working with traditional publishers. So I know a thing or two about making my own deck, and I'd love to share my process to help inspire you and to give you actionable advice on how to create yours. No matter where you are in the process, if you have just an idea, you started making your own deck, or you already have a deck, this masterclass will still have valuable information for you to take with you on your journey as a deck creator. There will be a live Q&A at the end of the masterclass, and the juicy questions have already started rolling in. To RSVP for your ticket, go to create your deck dot club can't wait to see you there and then the hostel i did a lot of research too and actually ended up being like a pretty nice like luxurious hostel but yeah i think i learned like wow i I can be independent i can do things myself i can navigate myself because whenever i traveled with a boyfriend or a friend i was relied on them for navigation and like for the google maps and things like that so i had downloaded like all the maps beforehand even told my mom don't get the passport the ET passport I just want to rely on wi-fi and downloaded maps and that's exactly what I did and I was just at the end of the trip I was so proud of myself I was like I can't believe I navigated Norway going from city to city like city hopping only all on wi-fi that's amazing yeah yeah I tend to travel that way too and rely on wi-fi my first solo trip was to Barcelona Mm. and I just feel like when you go out of your comfort zone so much magic can happen so what was some of the learnings for you for going out of your comfort zone I think it just taught me of like so I went on that trip like shortly 
before I launched the consultancy. So I felt like that was definitely a good foundation for building a company and just shown me that I can do anything if I really set my eyes to it. Even though that sounds so cliche, like everyone's always saying, what's that cliche phrase? Like you can do it or you know what I mean? But yeah, it just felt like a cliche, but like I was like, wow, like I can't believe I did that. And like, I feel like I can do anything now. So it definitely set a foundation for like bravery and persistency and and just like going for what I want in my life. Right. And during that time, were you also healing from these toxic relationships that you had mentioned before? Yeah. So I went on that trip like six months after the last relationship. So I definitely did a lot of like I brought my journal, did a lot of journaling, did a lot of meditation, like just sitting on a rock like looking out to the landscape and just did a lot of reflection. And now I know you're in a healthy married relationship. So I was wondering what the transition is from this toxic relationship that you've had in the past and going into a relationship in a partnership, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think having that year and a half to myself was just like, so needed because I never gave myself enough time in between relationships to myself. I always went from one relationship and literally five days later, another relationship. And so I think having that year and a half just let me learn how to take care of myself and enjoy my own solitude and really do things for myself and really only for myself. Like I was very selfish during that year and a half. And that's another thing I want to talk about too. Selfish is not a bad thing. Like people make the word selfish to be such a negative word, but it's actually a positive word. You can spin it into a positive way, of course. So yeah, I was basically selfish for a year and a half. And I think that helped me build a foundation for a healthy relationship because I also did a lot of journaling, a lot of therapy during this time and try to learn what makes a healthy relationship and how to watch out for red flags. And, And so Actually, this year and a half, I did do some dating. Like, I didn't get myself into any relationships, but I was, like, dating here and there. And every time I met someone and I picked up a red flag, immediately I was like, (laughs) bye-bye. What are some of the red flags? One of them, a big one for me, is manipulation. So my last boyfriend, for example, was, like, super manipulative. Like, he would say one thing, and then the following week, he'd be like, huh, I never said that. And so manipulation is a big one, like, on top of that being hot and cold so one week like super affectionate and the following week you'd be like I want some time alone and like without any explanation I mean yeah it makes sense that you want some time alone but like you just he was just like shut me off and not reply to calls messages another one is jealousy so I've dealt with quite a few jealous boyfriends and that one specifically would like he wouldn't even let me spend the day alone like one time I was like hey just want to go to the Met by myself for the day when I spend the time day alone and you know I told him was getting my hair done like before going to the Met and then I was exiting out the hair salon and there he was waiting outside the door with a box of macaroons because macaroons are like my favorite dessert ever but he was like let's go to the Met together I was like I wanted to spend the day alone like did you not get the memo yeah yeah And that speaks to boundaries in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And so I know that you've gone through a co-founder breakup of sorts, and I've just wondered how that experience is going for you and what boundaries have you set in place moving forward? Yeah, that definitely was a big learning experience for me. And so the co-founder was at my company for a year and the breakup happened almost two months ago. And I think one thing that I realized is it brought, not only did the partnership with her and like the breakup after 
made several things resurface, like some of my negative patterns of letting like toxic relationships continue and thinking like, oh, things will get better and ignoring red flags. So that was one thing that made me realize like, wow, I really need to shield my energy better, like set more well-defined boundaries and also not let anyone like diminish my self-worth and make me feel less than I am. Yeah, those are really important lessons, like, especially within your circles, just to have people that are uplifting you and supporting you. So what does boundary setting look like for you? For me, it's a lot of making lists. I love making lists. I think that's a Virgo thing, right? (laughs) So I'm always making like pros and cons lists. Or if you were to go through my phone, there's like over 200 notes, like in the notes app. And throughout this like co-founder breakup, for example, like I made like several lists and it was like, had a lot of talking points and like notes from talking to various company advisors and like other founders who had a co-founder and things like that. And just taking notes down and just kind of journaling, okay, what does a healthy co-founder relationship look like? Obviously this isn't it. And so it helped me like just looking at these lists as like reminders, helped me realize, okay, this is not healthy. Like this cannot keep going on. And so, yeah, referring to these lists were super helpful. Do you find that when we talk about toxic relationships, I'm wondering if you find that they mirror each other in some ways. Do you find that there are patterns, whether it's romantic or business or friends, like what do you find are commonalities within these toxic relationships? For sure. So I had a therapist tell me years ago, this was when I was in like another toxic before the most recent one. And she made a really like strong point, like your toxic relationships mirrors the relationship that you had with your mom or have with your mom growing up. Cause I have not the healthiest relationship with my mom. We're not very close. Like it's always been like butting heads all the time. And that therapist said, because you were treated a certain way by your mother, you allow yourself to be treated this way by like partners. And so that made me realize like, okay, this, I can't continue this. Like, obviously, you know, I don't want to be in a toxic relationship and I want to be able to get out, but then also like getting out of a toxic relationship is harder than staying in it. So, and obviously I can't cut out my mom, but I do distance myself from her and try to, you know, that's why I'm all the way in New York and she's in California. And I mean, one of the reasons why we're like on opposite coasts, try to distance myself away from, you know, toxic people as much as possible. And so after this, you know, co-founder partnership broke up, it made me realize like, wow, like I did repeat kind of the same patterns as in my last relationship or last, you know, all the last partnerships where I think like, okay, things are going to get better. Like, you know, maybe a little mature throughout this, this time, or like, you know, I have some hope that it'll, it'll just like improve, the situation will improve and it just doesn't. And obviously you set yourself up for disappointment and then you have all these expectations that um, that don't meet your needs. Yeah, absolutely. And that can be really tough when we're going through these patterns that might appear from childhood and appear in our lives. And I think one thing to give you credit for is just your self-awareness and your willingness Mm -hmm. to grow from these situations So what lessons have you learned from this co-founder breakup and how are you moving forward? Yeah, so it made me sign up for Reiki to get my certification. I mean, it's something that I've been thinking about for a while, but after talking to several Reiki healers who about this situation, they're like, you should really get your Reiki certification because it'll help you with building a stronger shield, protecting your peace and joy and having better boundaries. And so that's one thing that I've been doing. Another one is, I guess, talking it out with people and like talking about what happened 
especially talking to various Reiki healers, like friend, close friends who are Reiki and spiritual healers have helped me a lot because some of them have been through similar situations. I have a friend who had a co-founder situation as well a couple of years ago. It was actually her ex-boyfriend and they had a company together and she was like, has helped me a lot just like talking through the various scenarios and like situations and just talking out with people who've been through similar things have been really helpful because talk therapy for me is it's been transformative. So talking it out with friends and people that I trust is something that I've been doing. Another thing is like, also think about for future. Okay. If I were to bring on another co-founder in the future or an employee, who's like a big part of my company, what kind of interview process they'll be going through. So I've been talking to various friends who are like, yeah, I'm for you. You know, you need to do a 10 round of interviews and have them interview with people in your trusted circle. And like, even like family members. So I made a list of 10 people that they're going to, the next person, whoever I bring on is going to interview with. And if they don't pass, like basically even one of my, one of my friends slash colleagues was like joking. Okay. They're going to, this per se, they're like interviewing for a social media role. And they're going to think to themselves, like, why am I going through such a deep psychological evaluation for this job? But I think that's what I need to do. I need to do better due diligence and like really talk to various references because I only talked to two references and, and just relied on feedback obviously it was probably the most positive references given to me and so next time I just like yeah, I'm gonna do a deeper due diligence yeah yeah I mean there's value in protecting yourself especially with everything that you've created and built to this point I'm level three Reiki trained, so Reiki master. And something that I really love about being a Reiki facilitator is that I also can do Reiki on myself at any given mm -hmm. moment. So sometimes I'll do it right before I sleep, or sometimes I'll do it when I'm on a flight, or sometimes I'll do it in scenarios I really need it. Something that is really special to me is that I was able to give Reiki to my grandfather right before he passed mm -hmm. away. So I feel like that's a very special gift to have. And I'm so excited for you on this Reiki yeah. journey. Yeah, I'm really excited. Amazing. So what's next for you? What's next for Pink Moon? Yeah, so this year, very focused on retail growth and being more omni-channel and having products that are easily accessible and shoppable for people in like the Midwest and throughout the country. So currently we have about 20 retail partners. Most of them are either on the West Coast or East Coast, and then we have three in Hong Kong. So I definitely want to have the products be more accessible and easy to find for people in between and other countries. So retail growth is something I'm definitely working on this year and also potentially launching a few new products, um, more in like collaboration. So one of them is like planetary candles with this woman who's a metaphysical geologist that I met from Instagram recently. And she used to have her own line of planetary candles, but she stopped making them because she hand makes them from scratch. And so it got to be a bit too much. And then when I brought up the idea to her, she was like, whoa, like I already had my own line of candles and I know how to make candles. I know how to make scent blends. So it just really felt like things aligned there. Nice. 
So I want to go back to when you spoke about moving forward from toxic relationships. Did you feel different? Like, how are you feeling afterwards? And what are some positive things are, that are happening for you in this relationship or in this new era of self? Yeah, I just feel more empowered and stronger. And like, I have a more clear direction of where I want to take my company. Because one negative side to having a co-founder is that you have to always agree on things or else it's, you know, it's going to lead to resentment and things like that. And some of my colleagues were telling me that it seems that co-founder was kind of clipping my wings in a way because there are a lot of things I wanted to do at the company that she didn't agree on. And so now that she's left, like I can move forward with doing these things. So it's really taking my company in a more elevated direction, which I'm really excited about. And of course, like excited about the retail growth and potential products in the pipeline. But yeah, I just feel excited to just have the company back under my full reign because it is my story. The company is built on my self-love journey and story. And I feel like it's best that the company is run by me. Yeah. So since this is a journey of your self-love, how are you continuing that journey of self-love with your own rituals? What are some of your favorite rituals right now? Skincare is always to this day, like my favorite ritual because it's just not only is it like you're touching your skin, which is impactful for your mental, emotional health and obviously physical health, but to me, like skincare has just always been relaxing and it also forces you to look at yourself in the mirror. So at the same time, I give myself little affirmations like you're enough, like you're worthy. I don't need this toxic partnership or person in my life and, and so on. Another one, now that the weather's getting better, just like walking outside more, getting more vitamin D, like going to the park with my dog. And just spending more time outdoors and traveling. So this year, I'm hoping to, in June, we're looking at going to Iceland. And then in later in the fall, we're going to Asia. So I have these trips like upcoming that I'm like really excited about. I'm just excited to get out of the country because I haven't traveled very much. I mean, last year I traveled a lot, but it was more domestic traveling. And I did go to Paris for a couple of days, but it was for a work trip. So it wasn't like I was having fun in Paris. And so I'm just excited to get out more and satisfy the Sag moon. Yes, I'm all for it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> So where can people find you? So our website is pinkmoon.co. That's also the same handle that we have for TikTok and for Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lynn, for sharing your story, your light, and make sure to check out Pink Moon. We will link it all in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Grace. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode with Lin Chen. So grateful for Lin's honesty and vulnerability in sharing her experience with healing toxic relationships, but also how that sparked inspiration for her to launch her own company, Pink Moon, based on her healing journey. And obviously the healing is ongoing, but it takes perseverance and persistence to continue to learn, unveil layers, so that you can become the fullest and most authentic version of yourself. And sometimes that can manifest into creating a vision of yours that can help others in their everyday lives too. So now here's the giveaway details to win a Pink Moon product. You have the chance to win one of Once in a Pink Moon's Astrology skincare products where there is either a cleanser, toner, or moisturizer paired with each zodiac sign. To enter this giveaway, you must leave a podcast review, 
screenshot your review and email it to graced at mysticmondays.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-D at mysticmondays.com. If you want additional entries, you can follow us on social media to get the full details at grace.duong and at Mystic Mondays. Also, each follow, like, subscribe, and comment on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and all the platforms will be another entry for you to win a Pink Moon skincare product. Winners will be announced next Wednesday, May 17th. So keep your eyes peeled on your email or DMs should you be the lucky winner. If you liked this episode, please share the Graced podcast with your friends and loved ones. Like and follow along if you're watching the videos and subscribe to the podcast for more giveaways, interviews, and mystic scopes. Since this is a completely new podcast, a little bit of support goes a long way. Sending you so much grace today and every day. Until next time.